Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code Wrestling2XPod. Again, the code Wrestling2XPod. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Ro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And on this week's exclusive audio-only version of the podcast, we have a very special guest. And he's somebody that we initially reached out to, I think, back in July or August. Like actually. Yeah. Yeah. We never got to tease it, actually. Uh, we Instead, we teased another guest. And we haven't really uh, converted that invitation into an actual guesting yet. Uh, but we're just so happy that uh, we just kept sending a DM. We shot our shot. He was game. And I, I, I told him what we wanted to talk about. And he was so happy to tell us about his story of being a Filipino, growing up in Jersey, eventually becoming a pro wrestler, and how he became Fala Ba. So we're talking to Fala, one half of the Kuyas of Impact Wrestling, TJP's tag team partner. He's on deck and he's coming up right now. Our latest stop on the hashtag Road to Batista is a wrestling star representing us all the way in Impact Wrestling. He is a tag team partner of two-time guest on the podcast, TJP. Please welcome Kuya Falaba. Hello. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you. Thank you for being being here with us. Yeah, thanks for being (laughs) awake. Uh, It's kind of early on your end, uh, your part of the world. It's what, 9 a.m. on your part of the world, right? It's 9 a.m. It's not that, like horribly early but it's it's a you know i'm just getting up so but it's all good <laughs> uh which, which state are you in right now because i know you're on on east coast time yeah i mean i'm i'm from new jersey so Hi. okay how, how are things over there right now with uh you know the pandemic and everything going on it's, it's getting better it's uh when it first started it was really really bad but um it's 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 getting a lot better. The cases are, are going down. You still gotta be precautious, but everything's everything's better here. I feel like uh like we're getting used to the new way of, of living right now. So like you know it's all right. <laughs> I mean we hate to keep saying the new normal. It's a phrase that just keeps getting hit uh yeah. um, you know, getting shoved down our throats, but it is what it is, right? Um, I'm yeah. looking at your Instagram feed, and I'm just really jealous because we haven't had a wrestling event here in Manila since February. 
And you oh. guys have been back at work. Uh, you guys are having fun again on TV and in the ring. And you know, yeah. I, I'm just really happy for you guys that you guys are picking it up again. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it's at first it was scary, <laughs> but you know, it's it's something we got to do. You know what I mean? I, I'm I feel like it's gonna be one of those times where, like, when I have if I'm lucky to have grandkids, like I'll I'll tell them about that time, like. The world almost ended, but I still got enough uh, guts to still wrestle. You know what I mean? Still do something that I, I love doing. You know, I, I, I love that I still had that opportunity. Yeah, know? I would say it's like a badge of honor that you guys are able to wear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let, let's talk about your career because uh, we, we've been curious about your journey and how this all began. Uh, were you a big wrestling fan growing up as a kid? Oh, totally. Um, like, to be perfectly honest with you, my first, like, legit memory like of life <laughs> is uh is watching a wrestling show so like when i was when i was growing up obviously you know in the 90s the iraqi war right mm-hmm. so um growing up uh, my cousin used to just tease me all the time so like the iraqi war was coming and he would like scare me as a kid and tell me that, like, Saddam Hussein is going to, like, invade New Jersey. <laughs> like, my town in New Jersey. And, like, <laughs> I, I had no concept of war <laughs> as a kid, you know? It's, like, yeah. literally, I was, like, four or five. And I don't exactly remember the whole week, but, like, I do remember not being able to sleep. Like, my mother told me it was, like, the whole week. The one night. My mom like gave up and was like, "All right, just stay up with us because you you're gonna you're not gonna sleep." My family was watching WrestleMania Seven, so I don't know if you remember that main event. It's Hulk Hogan challenging for the heavyweight champion against the at that time the Iraqi sympathizer Sergeant Slaughter. Uh-huh. It was a like Iraq War themed. You know what mm, I mean? Right. Um, so. In my eyes at that time, like, Hogan was was not only fighting Sergeant Slaughter, was fighting Saddam Hussein and himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> and when Hogan won, <laughs> everything in the world was fine. You're right. Um, and, like, I don't know, for some reason that resonated to me. And, like, that was literally probably, like, my earliest memory in life. And, like, I feel like that was, like, the time where, like, I got obsessed with wrestling my um my mom recorded the pay-per-view right it was that time where you had the vhs and you could literally record like whatever you're watching at the moment yeah i don't know if you you have children or you have a child no we or, don't. or okay <laughs> <laughs> but like you know or when you were a kid do you remember like being obsessed with a video yeah or, or movie yeah and just sure, constantly yeah. watching it back and forth like 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 you 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 can't contain yourself and just constantly watch it. Uh-huh. That was me. I once I had that once I had that recorded. Like once I knew how to use the VHS, I was always rewatching it, rewatching it, rewatching it. And it was it's just a moment that in my life that will I'll never forget. You know what I mean? So would you say uh, that Hogan was your guy? Like he was the first one you latched onto? He was he was definitely the first one. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and then like. Obviously, growing up, you have different tastes. So, like, like as I got older, it was Sean, it was Brett, Foley was a big. I was a big Foley mark, you know. Um, and then, yeah, it was just it was just wrestling. I think that's everybody. Everybody like has a person they they 
they, that brought, brings them in. And then, like, it's not, it's more than just that wrestler. It's about, like, the culture. You know what I mean? You started watching wrestling really young. And at some point, um, the curtain just gets pulled in front of us. And, you know, you, you realize it's a work, you realize it's a business. At what point in your life did that happen for you? And how did you, how did you take to it? I, I think, honestly, like, I, I was still in kind of denial. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I still thought there was some kind of realism in uh-huh. that. Like, you know, um, yeah, like, I, it didn't affect me as, as like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I would think, like, as a kid, like, I, I, it didn't bother me that much. If anything, it got me more interested in, in the whole uh, work, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, no. so, so what about it fascinated you? Cause like for some people it turns them away. They're, they're going to be like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to turn to MMA instead. That's more real. Or, you know, um, some people would say, Oh, wrestling, that's the F word. Right. So like for you, yeah. it brought you in even closer. What about it? Uh, is that the, the, there was a whole time that everybody had, like, it was a whole time where people were trying to take it. Like, I don't know how to explain this. Uh, they kept everything a secret. There's all these people that I thought was dope as hell, and they're all keeping a secret, right? Yeah. I want to be part of that. Like, okay. it was a cool Illuminati, if that makes any sense. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was definitely down to try to get into that, that, that group of people, you know? So it's like so trying like, to break into the secret society. Yeah, if that makes any sense, right? Like, like how am I going to get into the Justice League? Uh-huh. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like, get me in. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like superhero, superheroes, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? If you find out they're real people, like, you still want to fucking be cool with the superheroes, right? Right, right. Yes. They're exactly. real life superheroes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, at what point did uh, did it click to you then that the possibility of being a pro wrestler was real? Well, okay. So, I grew growing up. I didn't have a lot of money, so I never, I never really went to like live shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Um, it came to a point at a uh, the only thing that was affordable f- for me was like independent shows. Okay. And and uh, I would go to the independent shows, and for me that seemed attainable. Like going in, I just wanted to wrestle. I never, like I think everything. I I think everybody has some dream of aspiration to make the big show. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it came to a certain point where I was like, I just want to be in a ring. You know what I mean? I just want to do a match. And it became like, that's what I was, that was like, I had mini goals and it just kind of like snowballed from there. You know what I'm saying? I, I walked in just trying to have a match. And then once I had one, I tried to have two. And then, you know, Try to get booked for a whole month. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Try to go out of state. Try to go a different part of the country. You know what I mean? That's kind of how everything went for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Okay. So, because you've decided to take on this career, right? Early on, yeah. you decided to become a pro wrestler. Uh, how did your family, coming from a Filipino family, uh, coming from a Filipino background, how did they feel about you wanting to become a wrestler? Uh, so, <laughs> um, my mother was always supportive, right? Okay. 
I never really had a father in my figure, a father figure in my life. Um, my father's still in the Philippines. Okay. Oh wow. Um, so it's it's really uh, like my mother's side, right? So my mother supported me. She was scared. She prayed the rosary, went to the church every went to church every weekend. <laughs> like pray. a typical Pinoy mom. You know, just, just, yeah. yeah, just you know, you know, and I, I know my son, you know, she 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 he he wants to be a wrestler, just maybe a nurse. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like rosary, please, just you know, yeah. maybe maybe med school, but you know. Everybody else, uh everybody else in my family just thought it was like some weird dream that I was chasing. And and that's, I understand that. You know what I mean? What are you gonna yeah. do? Just, how old or you know, how young were you when you broke into the business? I I was actually in college, and I chose the college I went to because I heard there's a wrestling school near there. Uh -huh. um, I, I think that was 19, turning onto 20, and uh, I, I I just all right, I'm gonna uh, yeah sure I'll go to college, and <laughs> there's a wrestling school around the corner, so I went to to school, and then I went right to, to practice right afterwards and then it slowly went to just going to practice <laughs> and then it slowly <laughs> went to just doing shows and you know that it's it's pretty much it you know when you were starting out did you have to balance your training and your first few years in the business with a full-time job like what other rackets or gigs did you have to balance along with wrestling i was a taxi driver nice yeah man really? well actually to be perfectly okay actually like I've been wrestling for so long. <laughs> I, I, most of my years was just me being a taxi driver, but I started out uh, working. I don't know if you have that store in the Philippines. Uh, you ever heard of Hot Topic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't have it here. But we don't we have, have it here, it. but we know of it. Okay. I I worked retail for the first two or three years in my wrestling career. Like I was doing, I was doing retail before that, but like I was, um, yeah, I was working retail. For the first three years, I was uh, I was working at Hot Topic, and the only reason why I liked that store at that time because that was the only place you can you can get on a store uh, wrestling shirts. Right, you right. Know what I mean, so that's essentially like how I kind of got in there. I mean, I liked the music, the the they were like the rock rock shirts they were selling, but you know, it was all the wrestling shirts I can get and and get a discount out of it. You know, yeah, the employee <laughs> discount. Yeah. <laughs> Who were your trainers when you were starting out, and uh, what were the most important building blocks that they left um, in, they left in you that helped you in your career? I trained under uh, Kevin Knight. Uh, he also trained people like Darren Young, uh, Damian Adams, Sean Bennett. You know, uh, referee. Um, uh, essentially, most the, the 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 biggest thing I I learned is like to keep my mouth shut and just listen you know what i mean mm -hmm. just keep your mouth shut and your ears open all the time you never know like what advice um somebody can give you and and it might not work now but like somewhere down the road like it'll click you know what i mean but like i i, I learned a lot of i learned a lot of my basic wrestling that i can i can use to this day and and until the end of my career from from that place do you remember the first character you went with, your first gimmick? Okay, so the first gimmick, I was just Fala, and I was a Samoan, quote-unquote. 
because everybody <laughs> like I I look like a Samoan apparently. Right. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, essentially it was just doing a savage. I did a, a savage for like like a couple of years, and then um, I started taking the look of the sumo wrestler. I want to say 2015. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so essentially, just I'm I'm then from there on, like I kind of evolved from here. You know. Okay. Cool. From being portrayed as a Samoan, uh, yeah. how did that feel being a Filipino? Now, was that okay with you to portray another uh, ethnicity, another race? It, it was. Uh, it was awkward, but like I just like at that time I wasn't gonna question anything. You know what I mean? Like the, it was a different time back then too. Right. You weren't like I think people nowadays have more freedom to 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 be more um I guess more themselves. You know what I mean? A lot of the gimmicks were given. <laughs> they weren't just like made up by the artist or the wrestler, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's more of an art form and it's more easy to express yourself now than it was back in the day. So, Fala, we want to keep fleshing out the origin story of your gimmick, starting with your name. Where did the name Fala come from? But before you answer that, let's check out the other shows right here on Podcast Network Asia. What's up, boomers? This is Usapan Retro. Hey, what's up? I'm Sonia. Hey, my name's Ron. Yo, we're boomers and we love to talk about video games and otaku culture and we're from the Philippines. Catch us live on the Kumu app every Saturday at 5 p.m. and the podcast every Monday at 8 a.m. Catch your nerds there! Where did the name Fala come from? It came from a rib. (laughs) (laughs) So... Like, they told me Fala was some, some like, I think it was, like, Hawaiian or or, or Samoan or, or some island word for power. And I re- remember not questioning it. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to just use Fala. <laughs> and then, like, three or four years down, I, I think I Google searched it. And it, it's spelled differently than it is now. But essentially, it meant, like, pineapple. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I can't necessarily go back here, so like I changed it to to this, you know, to the this spelling, but it was it was spelled from the nose. How about Bob? Where, where yeah, does that? Come? Okay, so all right, so the person that gave me the idea to start dressing up or or taking that the Yokozuna look was is Pat Buck. Ooh, he right. runs a school in New Jersey. Yeah, creative. He pro. runs a yeah, creative pro. He runs a a, a promotion, a wrestle pro. Um, that's my like like Jersey home fed. Okay. He told he told me like, hey, like you look like him. You should try to take that um, try to take that look, right? I would just scream "ba" in my matches for no reason whatsoever. And Facebook needed a last name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I put Fala, and I was like, "All right, whatever, ba." And I was, uh, as we were talking about that progression of my character, I was like, "Should I change my name?" Because back in my mind, I'm thinking the pineapple shit, right? So yeah. I'm thinking, let's now it's a great time to fucking change this whole shit, change my stars. And uh, he's like, "No, just use your last name. I like it." 
And I was like, what do you mean? Ba, like your last name, Ba. And then like my friends around me, like that, that I've known for years, like that I started in the business, like just kicked me and started laughing and ran away. And and like I knew, I was like, oh, I'm kind of stuck with this last name. You know what I mean? It, it, it was it was by accident, but it was it was a perfect accident. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, happy accident. No, I was also screaming Ba, but like I didn't start hitting my head at that time. But because of that, I started hitting my head and just, you know, going with it, you know? It kind of became your yes. like uh, Yeah, like yes. Daniel Bryan. Thank you. Actually, you're, you're the one that literally, you're probably the first person that got that before I ever had to explain that. <laughs> literally. I was like, that's my answer to yes chant. Like, like straight up. Like, when I started doing it, that was when the yes chant was, you know, popping, you know, if that makes any sense. Right. So... My question was, uh, did you or anyone ever try to change the Falaba gimmick at some point? Um, not necessarily. Um, actually, like starting to work with TJ, he got me out of my shell a little bit and, and like encouraged me to embrace like, like my ethnicity more, you know, my culture. Yeah. Working with TJ, I was literally able to start talking and I was able to give out some stuff that, like, I grew up with. You know what I mean? Like, all the stuff that you hear me with and TJ talk about, like, we reference a lot of Filipino stuff. It's stuff that I, I, I grew up with. You know what I mean? How has uh, Impact uh, been receptive to the Filipino stuff? Have, have they been okay with it? Oh, they, they, they've been really supportive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I mean, they, 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 they it's weird because, like, and it's not like out of at anything like I, um, I don't think if I started doing it myself, they would necessarily be open to it. Okay. But but because they trust TJ so much, they they are are like they 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 were open open to it a lot more than they would if I just started you know switching up myself. You know what I mean? Okay. Right. So one of the promos that I remember you and DJ having was when you guys argued about the color of your tights and how, uh, you know, which promo I was talking about, where, and how DJ yeah. wanted you to wear uh, Jordans in the ring like you did. <laughs> and and to, to me, that was so funny because you took on the role of the F Filipino Tito, you know, the old yes. man. The old man yeah. who, who was shutting uh, the young style of, of yeah. today. So, can you talk about bringing that certain aspect of the Filipino culture into a stage like Impact? Like, how was that received? Did a lot of people relate to it? Did they? Uh, they, they, they see it like I don't think they took that in like we do. Like, they, they don't. Like, I don't think they understand how hilarious it is to, to hear, like, two uncles argue in right. in the kitchen table. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But they get the reference of going back and forth, and they appreciate me saying, dude, you're, like, 30. Stop wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line. That's the line I remember from the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> you're 34. You still wearing Jordan. <laughs> Yeah. I, I I think like I think any like lighthearted like arguments 
is is entertaining in any culture. So, you know what I mean? I don't think they'll see it like we do, but I think it's still funny enough. You know what I mean? I think it's still funny that, like, I still call them out on, you know, dressing like a teenager. (laughs) 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 Uh, I like that we uh, started getting into the ethnicity bit because I want to ask about growing up Filipino in New Jersey and how that experience was like for you. Uh, Since you mentioned you grew up with your mom, it's a Filipino household, but what was that? Can you take us through that experience? For me personally, it's kind of in a, like, it's kind of being in limbo, right? Uh-huh. When I'm in the Philippines, I'm American. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, that's cool. I understand. When I'm in America, I'm Filipino. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yes. like, I still am constantly finding the, the identity being a little bit of both. You know what I mean? But, like, it's awesome going to school and not, like, like let's say, like, go, like going to high school. I went to a different, like, school, right? But there are mad Filipinos that, like, I feel like I knew them for years because we went through the same thing. You know what okay. I mean? Uh-huh. Like, knowing, like, we were speaking earlier. Like, I can hear my language. I can hear Tagalog, but I, I don't have the tongue for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of people in my area that, that feel the same way. They can literally hear their parents talk to them, especially if they're, we have to say something in secret, like to, to <laughs> like in public, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but, right. Secret code. Yeah, we w- I wouldn't be able to res- respond, <laughs> but like we all understand, we all know how that feels, you know? Right. So did you have like a Filipino barcada growing up? I did. Um, I did, but didn't. I didn't really do well in school. <laughs> okay. So all my barcada would be in in the the better classes. <laughs> if that made any sense. So like, but so I eventually ended up like hanging out with other cultures too because, you know, like I I wasn't you know, I wasn't the stereotypical Filipino in that sense where I I really did great with my grades. If that makes any you know sense, you know. Yeah. Wait, what is the stereotypical Filipino in the U.S.? They have to. They they study. They get a great nine to five. Doing something artistic or doing something out of the norm of getting a nine to five. Um, I wouldn't say like they would get criticized, but their parents would definitely like worry a lot. So they'd be like, "Ano ba yung wrestling? Wrestling nyan?" Yeah, and it's understandable because like like anybody that that takes that that trip over here, like that's, that's a risk. You're, you're, you know what I mean? Like my mom came here for a better life and like, she rolled the dice on that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, like she liked wrestling, but she didn't expect me. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't think she would think that like, I would try to take that route. You know what I mean? Uh huh. But like, yeah, like it, it's, it's understandably scary. So, like, you're not going to understand your kid's, like, way of living because you literally, like, took a chance with your own life to, to give them a better opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But you, in your eyes, the better opportunity is a stable nine to five. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it's, yeah. Essentially, they want they they want that. 
if they're going to make that investment, like you better cash out. If that makes any sense, that's, that's literally true. the yeah. the reason, you know. We get that. We get that. Yeah. It's also a thing here. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 they'll go they'll go to another country and bring the money home, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. How big is the Pinoy community in New Jersey? Because you're just, I think, the third Filipino I know who's from Jersey. So I, I, I have no huge. idea how big it is over there. There's there's areas that that are really highly populated, but it's huge because New York's a big big population of Filipinos, and New Jersey is like um, yeah, right next to it. Yeah, the little brother of New York, <laughs> if that makes any sense, you know? Yeah. We're like the same state that's not, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, at the fat guy, so talking to another fellow person of, of Kurt, I want to know, <laughs> just to preface this question properly, uh, I want to know how it was like to be treated in as a fat wrestler in wrestling. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, did, it was okay. Okay, yeah. so I can go for like hours on this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. There we go. I'm just glad you're open to talking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. Okay, I was, I was we wondering if I could add. We just need a cheetah to open it for us. Yeah, I, I was actually <laughs> wondering. I got if I you. Ask I got question. you. So. Thank you need, you need that fat credibility to kind yeah. of ask that question. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was. um. Like it was, uh, it's weird. So it's like, it, it was a uh, humbling for me, if it makes any sense. Cause I grew up watching like, like obviously Hogan, but then like growing up, like I, I enjoyed the like technical stuff and the high flying stuff. Right. And you're taught in wrestling to, to, and it, and it makes sense because it's a safe, if I did the high flying stuff, there's a big chance I'm gonna hurt someone. You know what I'm saying? So it it, it took me like like a real wake up call, or or like it was like it was humbling in a sense that like oh sh oh shoot if I really want to be a wrestler like I gotta take my ego back. I can't do everything that that I I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I was taught to wrestle like the big guys. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, and yes. like, there's nothing wrong with the big guys because there was a lot of big man wrestlers that that I, I I enjoy, but I enjoyed them more later, like once I'm wrestling and like once I started wrestling and once I started like studying tapes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like I understand what they're going through. You know what I mean? For them to be able to to move like that, it takes a lot. You know what I mean? But um, so like it's that that's a humbling like kind of. Ego, like, like, um, shock to my ego, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and there's like, when I started, there was always a constant me having to prove myself that I'm not just, I'm a big man wrestler. I'm not just fat. Okay. If that makes any sense. Um, it was a rougher locker room back then. Right. And they respected big men wrestling, but they hated fat people, if that makes any sense. So, like, I had to constantly prove myself that I'm a big man, that I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to – I'm not just coming in here just to, to go in a ring. and You know what I mean? Like, like I do take care of myself. I go to the gym. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, like, it would be healthier for me to drop, like, more weight, but I'm constantly working on it. 
and I, and and I'm I'm striving to 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 be in shape in the ring so I can take care of you and not not hurt you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like I I kind of like there has its good good and bads, but once like I got out there on the regular, like that that anxiety of me like trying to always have to prove myself kind of died down a little bit. You know what I mean? It, it's it's a badge of honor, but it has its baggage. You mentioned studying tape, and uh, I I think I saw this in your interview with Bill after uh, that you studied Yokozuna's matches when yes. you were trying to figure out uh, who you wanted to be in the ring. So, what parts of Yoko did you incorporate into your gimmick, into your work, uh, your your style, into the way you work? Um, that he literally can can get the most out of one move, and like he can like if you see the the move. Like, with Yoko, for me, it's all the in-between stuff as he's doing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's the in-between stuff that he lets the the pop. I don't, like, I don't know if you guys know. Like, yeah. He lets the – he rides the pop until uh-huh. it goes down for him to be able to do another move for there to be another pop. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Yes. So, like, like watching that, it, it, it made me pace myself in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Yes. His movements were always calculated, no matter what. That's why he could wrestle those long matches with Brett. You know what I mean? Right. That's why right. he was able to wrestle like like smaller guys and not just squash them. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, there's there's a legit art to be that big and be able to to look like you're constantly moving, but, like, pace yourself at the same time. Okay. I, I always learn the in-between stuff from, from Yoko. I saw a post on Reddit uh, that put a photo of you from three years ago side by side with a photo of you from this year. And uh, whoever posted that was really proud of how, um, how you were able to trim down from, I think, weighing over 400 pounds at a point to where you are right yeah. now. So uh, what motivated you to just cut down on, on the weight? I, I just, I don't know. Like I, I, I saw myself the first year um in impact and i just i don't know i just didn't like it you know what i mean so like i was always going to the gym but i i don't think not that i wasn't taking it serious i wasn't um i guess consistent if that made, made any sense i was still going but it was just wasn't as consistent as i i would like to be and uh it's um and always an ongoing battle you know what i'm saying i feel you like <laughs> with the quarantine like with the the gym's it goes, um, yeah. Yeah, like it, especially in my area, because it it it, clo- it opened up really late. Not that it's an excuse, but it's just there's a lot of things that, that that I do for my body that like I can only do like elliptical work. If that makes any sense, like yes. like it's it's I have bad knees and all that stuff, so I have to train smart. So like it's always gonna be a thing. Like I, I'm kind of in a plateau right now. But like, like now the gyms are open. Hopefully everything, you know, goes in that same direction. But like, I just didn't like how I, I looked when I when I uh, first got there. It kind of landed on my my lap, and it kind of, I not that I wasn't prepared, but like for the wrestling, I I just wasn't, I guess prepared to to in life <laughs> if that made any sense. So, okay. but like, yeah, the whole like impact like like deal like it just kind of like landed on my lap it was right place right time 
earlier when we were talking about growing up Filipino, you said that when you meet other Filipino kids in school, it's like you have this instant kinship, that instant connection. Um, yes. In the wrestling business, is it also that way? Because now there are a lot of Filipinos in the business, like Giselle Shaw, Shotzi Blackheart, Caden Carter, TJ, Rob Eagles, Jeff Cobb, yourself. So is there that I, instant connection? I Earlier, I didn't see a lot of Filipinos. It's It was weird. Like I mean, I, I guess because like I was, I was just doing local stuff. But mm-hmm. like, no, now, like there's nothing but love. Like straight up, I feel like everything's always awesome. I remember like, I don't know if you remember DJ Z. Yeah, yes. so like I had my my gear. I didn't know he was Filipino. <laughs> to be perfectly honest oh. with you, mm-hmm. and and he uh he stepped me aside. I was like, oh, Filipino. When when are we gonna go eat? You know what I mean? I remember <laughs> that was yeah. Like there's always like we always end up talking about food, and there's always love. So yeah, I don't think you know everything is cool in that sense. You know, right. Um, I, I started uh, watching your stuff and you know your, your gear stands out because of the references to the Filipino flag. Your finisher mm-hmm. is Manila Sunset. Um, I, yeah. I'm not even sure if uh, you're still being built from Nueva Ecija, are you? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, if I have control over it, yeah. <laughs> if they ask me, like, I always say Nueva Ecija. That's uh, where my family's from. So was that a conscious decision on your end to just really incorporate everything at first, the, the little nod, like, I only reference the Philippines, like, uh, in the beginning, just a little bit. Um, it, it was more encouraged a lot when I started teaming with TJ. Oh. So, like, I, I'm very comfortable now referencing everything that I grew up with, like, honestly, because of TJ. So, like, I, I owe a lot, you know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, growing, doing, like, where I was learned, I was given the gimmick. And, like, you got to play by the gimmick, right? Yeah. So yeah. me adding the little things before TJ, like, felt taboo to me because that was how I was learned. You know what right. I mean? Right. So, like, teaming up with TJ and being, like, you know, like him, like, always constantly giving me advice, it kind of erased all that. And, and, like, now I can be more not, be more myself. Yeah. But, like, me be more myself as a Filipino-American. Right. You know what I mean? Because I'm constantly just referencing stuff that I grew up with. You know what I mean? And that's stuff we identify with. Yeah. You know? But how's the reception been? Because I know that um, Impact does air here in the Philippines. So I wonder if people from the Philippines are reaching out or other Filipino-Americans are hitting you up, uh, telling you that they can relate to everything that you're referencing on TV. I feel like the, like the reception is good. The greatest part about it is like my aunt's. And my uncle's like hitting up my mother and like yo, I saw I saw him in in, in TV, you know. Nice. It's 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 like uh, it's cool, you know, and it's cool like my uncle saying yo, like the stuff that I'm making fun of him about <laughs> is, is what what I'm doing on television. You know what I mean? There's so. self awareness. Oh yeah, of course he knows that like the the, the accent that I use is totally me making fun of like them. You know what I mean? <laughs> We, we talked about your career earlier and how you had to balance it with another job just so you can put food on the table to be a wrestler. But at what mm. point did you have to, or at what point did you make the decision to just get into wrestling full-time? Like no more part-time gigs, no more driving, uh, no more retail work. Um, I was, um, once I started doing um, Impact and like I, I started doing like more outside shows outside of Impact on the regular basis, like that's when like kind of everything started taking wrestling more serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I was uh, when I got the phone call um, to 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 go to Impact uh, for for the first booking. I wasn't. I still wasn't signed, but like I was literally in between Uber rides. <laughs> 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 I got a phone call and I answered and uh, like they, they, I, at first I thought it was a, a rib. Yeah, right. I, I was like, all right, yeah, sure, cool. And then when I started realizing that it was real, like I literally turned off the app and I, I parked off in a in a in a, a random like like corner, and um like they just we 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 spoke about all the details. Everything is is fixed turn off I, I shut off the phone i'm i'm so excited and then once i realize like I, I look up and i look around i realize like i'm legitimately in the hood <laughs> <laughs> horrible horrible neighborhood and i shouldn't be parking there screaming and crying <laughs> you know what i mean right but uh, like no like it, it's all like ended like 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 once I started wrestling for Impact, and once I, I, I was able to, to do more shows outside of the TV tables. Did anybody ever recognize you when you were working retail or when you were driving an Uber? Hey, that's Falaba, or hey, aren't you Falaba? No, thank God, no. <laughs> uh, there was one time, like, okay, so there was one time I did, but it was because I, I, I dropped a wrestling fan off to a like a WWE pay per view. Oh wow! Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and like, I was like, God damn it! Uh, I mean, when I realized, <laughs> like, when I I clicked on um the t- like start the ride, I realized it, it was literally going to the arena. I was like, Oh damn! Like, hopefully he doesn't realize it's me. And then like, he goes into the they go into the car, they start talking, and and they literally start talking about like wrestle pro <laughs> yeah. like, like and i was like oh shit and i'm just not even trying to look and then um the minute like i said bye after the ride they, they realized it was me <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like whatever it is what it is right i'll never see them again <laughs> yeah or so you stated, think yeah yeah make it awkward let's right? post it on reddit or something <laughs> yeah that's the guy that was proud of me for losing that weight, right? <laughs> Coming full circle. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when you got to Impact, um, what were the things that stood out to you being part of a company like that as opposed to having wrestled on the indies? Like, what were the biggest uh, stark differences? Like, that's when you knew that, okay, I'm in the big leagues or I'm uh, I'm no longer in the indie scene. I mean, uh, uh, they definitely, uh, the production value is a lot better. <laughs> that's true. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, Everything is is controlled a lot better. There's um there's agents before a match, whereas like in the independence, you kind of just like just do whatever you want unless they need something from you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like like I'm realizing I or I realize starting to work for Impact like almost every match, um unless it's like a throwaway, it's it's more or less for a purpose. And it, right. ma- it made me think differently, like, what, what are we getting out of this match? What is the purpose? And, and who are we building? And, like, who are we not? Or, you know what I mean? What, how is this one person getting built? And how is this other person getting built? So, like, it made me, um, it made me realize um, 
and not take for granted the little things that I'm doing in the ring because everything has to have a purpose. Right. So once you get to Impact, did they tell you right away how much freedom you have creatively or was that something you had to figure out? Like, did they stop you from doing certain things? Or would, like, what or would do you mean? Just be... Explain. Like, can you, can you, are you creatively able to do any sort of thing you want with your character, for example? Um, yes, for the most part. Um, there's some times where, like, you got to protect yourself in, in, like, taking a certain move. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I forget to protect my size sometimes. Right. And like I'm willing to give like a take a move from like <laughs> everybody for for some reason. And like I was told that like hey, you don't take that move from like just anybody. Make sure it's like you know what I mean? Make yeah. sure it's somebody bigger or make make sure it's somebody that's built as a strong wrestler. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's probably one of the only kind of restrictions that I actually had an impact as far as my character or as far as me doing something creatively. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm too giving and I'm too nice. Even though that sounds like a, like, it sounds like me being egotistical, but like, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> no, I feel you. Just, I, I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> I get it too. Yeah. So follow, what is it with you and pandas? Why are you so fascinated with them to the point that they're all over your social media and your gear? But before you answer that question, Here's another one of our podcasts on Podcast Network Asia that our listeners can check out. Hey, Chino Liao here, host of the new podcast on Podcast Network Asia called Class Cloud. Now, I try to learn about the world through the lives of different professionals each week alongside by another stand-up comedian. The topics are limitless. The jokes are aplenty only here on Class Cloud. I want to talk about the panda because that really stood out when I first saw your Instagram. You have it as an emoji. You have it on your gear. I think you have yeah. it on your shirts as well. So um, what's the deal with the panda? And how is it related to your, your package or your so brand? So I'm just – okay. So I'm uh, when Kung Fu Panda come, came out, mm-hmm. I was just obsessed with that movie. Like the first two. You know, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And um, – there was a time where just because of that, I was just obsessed with panda pictures and, and I would just share them. Um, this is even way before like impact. I would just share like impact or, or I would share panda pictures. And like a lot of my close friends are like, bro, you, you legit move like a panda. Cause I'm always <laughs> sitting somewhere and just like, like I'm dazing off into space sometimes. <laughs> and like, like, Oh look, follow the panda. That's, that's, somebody would would say that to me and i would hashtag that and then like the new jersey crowds would would always tag me in the panda pictures so i i decided to put the panda in my gear and then eventually i got signed in an impact and just i just made sure there was a panda you know um i i make sure i make sure there's a filipino sun in one of the eyes if you look closely okay yeah. Interesting. So I was just obsessed with Kung Fu Panda, and, and then from that I got obsessed with panda pictures, and and one day I will meet a panda. <laughs> That's my goal in life. I mean, pandas are cute and cuddly, but you wouldn't want to fuck with a panda. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, you're not. You know, it's a bear. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You know? 
<laughs> how close are uh, fans locally with the wrestlers in in a certain locale? Like you mentioned, the New Jersey crowd and how they have a connection with you. So, uh, do fans end up becoming friends with the local wrestlers as well? Yeah, I mean, it does happen. Like, um, you know, for the most part, like I'm very like to myself. So, like, it doesn't really happen in my my like. You know, I'm cool with a lot of fans, but I'm not that close because I'm more or less a loner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. In life, so but like yeah, I've seen, I've seen, it happens a lot. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm sure with PWR, does like you're you're cool with a lot of the fans too. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, that's true. It, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a community. Yes. Yeah. And, well, and that's exactly what it is too. It's so much easier now to be part of a community with with social media and like you know Facebook and IG. You know. For sure. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that you've taken trips here to the Philippines. How many times have you been here and how often would so, you fly in? I haven't been there since I was a child. Okay. Wow. So, like, the last time I was there, I was, like, 12 or 13. Okay. You know Not what too I mean? young. Uh, that, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty old, bro. <laughs> I'm 35. No, like, but, like, my family would more or less come here to Jersey. Okay. Like, so, like, that's, you know, like, how we, we always stayed in touch, but, like, yeah, my fondest memory is, like, it's always in summer vacation. Like, it was always a thing when I was in grammar school and right before I went to high school. Like, every summer, like, I would take a trip to the Philippines. It was, it was, it was always, it was awesome. It was a dope time in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I was going to ask about any, uh, any particular memories that stood out. Because I remember when we talked to Robbie Eagles, one of the first things he mentioned was having Jollibee. So when we took him oh. out to Jollibee, like that was a that was a trip worth documenting for social media in itself. Well, Jollibee is always like a big memory for me. Um, the the whole idea of sweet spaghetti like yeah. still blows my mind. Uh-huh. You know, um, <laughs> there's uh, you remember Max? Yeah, yeah. Max is yeah. Oh, obviously you know Max. Yeah, that that <laughs> was always another thing too. I remember the one thing I remember the most, especially like family wise, is like my my. Uh, I was always, like, close and cool, but I didn't really get cool with my cousins until Uh we started really getting all into wrestling together. I didn't know that they were into wrestling like I was until uh, I was able to, like, snag a Coliseum video from one of the rental places nearby. (laughs) And it's, like, one of those, like, it's a house, but in front there's a store, right? Like, kind Uh, of deal. And then, like... Yeah, so like there was a rental place like two houses down, like and it was like a window thing. Like you, if you, we have we have a certain amount of videos, and if if you have this, if we have this, like I'll, I'll give it to you through the window. Yeah, I'm like it's one of those things where it's like they they opened whenever they wanted to wake up. Yeah, <laughs> I remember being a kid and and like I never really asked for anything, but my cousins like uh, what you you want to anything i asked for video games first but yeah. they didn't have it i asked for like wrestling and i don't remember the name of it but they had a coliseum video i don't know if you remember those from wwf yeah yeah, yeah. so like they had one of those and we decided to rent it there was like we understood each other but there was always a language barrier between my cousins i had like three cousins that i was staying over at their house like we were always cool and we always played uh they were also like like five or ten years older than me, so like you could only play a, like a certain amount, and like you know what I mean. Right. We're watching the WF tape, and uh, 
one of the matches was uh, Owen Hart and Brett versus uh, the Steiner brothers. Wow, okay. And uh, I knew I was going to get into it. Like, I, I knew I was going to get amped for the match. Um, but I didn't bank on them being just as into it as I am. And it was one of those matches that turned into a draw, but then they kept on fighting. It was four technical wrestlers, and it turned into a competitive fight. Yeah. And and the story of that match was awesome because they, 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 they did a draw, and then Brett called them out again as the Steiner brothers were leaving. So they ran back and fought. And like my like as a kid, I was marking out like crazy. Um, and then at after they broke that up, the and the Hearts were going going back to the locker room. The Steiners did the same thing, and they fought again. <laughs> so like I'm I'm going insane, and I realize like I turn around, they're going insane too. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like a big thing in my life. They probably don't even remember this, but they like I remember from then on. Like we got closer, so like like it was it was it was it was big like for me more than anything because like we we found a thing that we can relate to outside of Jollibee or or Goldilocks or or, or Shakey's. Yeah, you know right, what I mean. Right. Do those cousins know that you're now Fala Ba on Impact? Yeah, yeah, they do. They 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 have kids now and they're they're like a lot older. So like they don't like watch wrestling as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like they appreciate it. It's crazy, you know. They also like after that they also brought me around to their friends and they ta- they brought me to the malls. And like I don't know I don't know if it's still the same way, but like downstairs there's arcades, right? In yeah, the malls. Yeah. yeah, it's still the same. And like the street fighting, like the street fighter games, like yeah. it's like a fight club. Like you, you right. nobody messes right. with a Filipino in the arcade over there. <laughs> yep, and people gather around. Um, yeah, and so like I, I, he taught me about that culture. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, all right. So they showed you the ropes, like here's how. You yeah, they showed me the ropes, man. Yeah, well, a nerd Pinoy. <laughs> At least you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So after uh, 15, 16 years in the business, did I get that right? Uh, is that yeah, how long you've yeah. been in the business? I um, don't remember. It's too early for me to remember the exact year amount, but yeah, it's around that. <laughs> so after right around that time in the business, what do you want your legacy to be? But I, I, that's the thing, though. Like, that's not something that I should, like, I shouldn't be able to dictate that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, I feel like the people, like fans should, should dictate what my legacy is. You know what I mean? Because well, I'm, I'm just doing my own. Because, like, at the end of my life, I want to at least say, like, I did whatever the fuck I wanted to do. <laughs> okay. You feel That's me? Yeah. Like, it, it's not like, 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 and I, my views might be changing at the moment, but at the time I'm doing it, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want to do. So, like, I can't tell you what I want in 10 years. Right. Okay. I can't tell you what I want in the end of my career. You know what I mean? But right the fuck now, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want to do. Okay. Makes sense. You know? Yeah. No, because like, to sense. us, yeah. to people like us here in the Philippines, uh, guys like you, guys like uh, TJ, you guys are putting us on, on such a big stage, putting us on the map. And that's a big deal to us because representation matters. Well, and th- see, that's the thing. Like, it, it wasn't like my plan to, to, to do that. You know what I'm saying? 
mm-hmm. it kind of happened. And it was, it's great that like people appreciate something that organically came out. I didn't expect TJ to, to want to work with me. You feel me? And I am forever grateful for all that because like there is a, a side of me and there's a, a, a layer to my character that, that would never have gotten out until TJ came into my life and was part of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't, like, I would like for that to happen, but in my mind, that's not, I didn't expect that to happen. You get what I'm saying? So I don't want to expect my legacy. I want, like, my legacy to be told. Okay. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, like, I, I, I appreciate the fact that people like my stuff and, and they can identify with the things that I grew up with because it means so much more. All right. You know? But it wasn't something that I was mentally planning out. You know? Gotcha. Uh, last couple of questions as we wind down. If you weren't a pro wrestler, what would you be doing right now? Probably Don't say like, <laughs> No. Um, definitely not with my grades. No. Probably <laughs> cab driver still. <laughs> hey, no shame in that. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know, man. Like, I never had a plan B. Right, yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, I think it's a great way, actually, of getting to where you want to go, not having a backup plan, because then you're forced to actually succeed. There is a lot of baggage with that, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. I took a lot of L's in life, but it's all good, you know? Right. I appreciate the W's. For sure. And uh, for, for all of our listeners here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast who want to check out your stuff, want to find you at, uh, at a wrestling event, or want to follow your stuff on Impact, where can they, where can they find you? You can follow me on Instagram at followgram1. Um, you can follow me in Twitter at fala one And you can add me on Facebook at Falaba. Hey. All right. There you have it. Uh, Fala, Thanks for thank having so me, much. dude. No, thank you so much oh, thank for you so much. accepting this invitation. Can I just take this five seconds to appreciate that? Office background that you're, you're, you're using right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I'm awesome, a new fan. I, I just became a fan because of quarantine, and I've been binging. This. Okay, I'm six. I also have the same background. So, <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually out. technically new to it too because of the quarantine, and um, my girlfriend loves the office. So, like, cool. she, <laughs> like, she kind of like hogged the television, and like, I by accident. I didn't plan on liking Office. It organically happened. Yeah, just right. like the same, legacy. Same, same year. Yeah. I think no. all Office fans get into it by accident. Like nobody yeah. walk into it. Right? The Office finds them. They don't yeah, find the exactly. Office. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Fala, thank you so much. We really appreciate you just uh, taking time out to join us. And it was a. Uh, it was great getting to know you, and we hope that one day when this all blows over, you find your way here in the Philippines. We meet in definitely. person. We take you everywhere you want to eat your favorite Philippines. Oh, yeah. Food. All right. Definitely. Thanks, Thank Fala. you, man. Thanks, Thank Fala. you. Thanks again to Fala Ba for joining us on the exclusive audio-only episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Um, that went way better than I expected. Yeah, what a great dude. Man. Yeah, yeah, and super, I, super laid back. <laughs> I also like how he was willing to answer all our questions, like even uh-huh. though questions about his weight, about being Filipino, about typecasting, all that. He was so, so game to answer all those questions. And really appreciate it. Seems like he had a lot to get off his chest. So, <laughs> that we got him on for this interview. 
yeah, we also made sure na ano, it wouldn't be too early for him. I think I think we learned from having interviewed guys like uh, Marty the Moth and Jeff Cobb to adjust our time zone talaga to make sure na hindi sila yeah. super groggy. So yeah, you yeah. know that really goes a long, long way. So huge thanks again to Fala Ba. Check his stuff out on Impact alongside TJP. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the backstage segments. Um, if I had to pick my favorite Fala segment, it's probably the one where he speaks for the first time with the rascals uh, getting him high. So <laughs> that was incredibly funny. Um, but yeah, uh, lots of good stuff on, on Fala's end to check out. As for us though, we've got more uh, more stuff coming at you. You've got the live stream version, which will be uploaded as a podcast as well. Daminati pag-uusapan this week between Clash of Champions, uh, Retribution, and everything else that you'll be finding on the grapevine. You can also check out smartkenry.com for our extensive coverage on the world of pro wrestling. Uh, we're in a bit of a renaissance period right now, which Ro and I are extremely happy about. Mm-hmm. And something we are not happy about at all is the passing of Road Warrior Animal, which we just found out about uh, right before we hit recording. Yeah. So yeah. rest in power to Joseph Laurinaitis, Road Warrior Animal. Not a, rush. a rush. Not a rush. Not a rush. Yeah, not, not a rush. Not, no, it's not too young at, at 60. Not a rush at all. Hey, uh, he outlived uh, outlived Hawk. He outlived many of our favorites as well. Um, you know, I'm 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 just happy that uh, we still got to see him in his second run or third run in uh, mm. WWE. So we'll probably talk about that more and eulogize him in the um, wrestling talk episode for this week. Quick plugs before we get out of here, Chino. Any on your end? Uh, for myself, I was on a Twitch stream. Uh, stream stream stream. I was on a Twitch stream with uh, Singapore comic. Mr. Sam C. You can find him at Mr. Sam C. On Twitch, he played a little comedy game called No Right Answers. Spoiler alert, I lost. Uh, but that doesn't mean because I wasn't funny. It was, it was still a good game. So please check it out wherever you check out your Twitch. I don't know how Twitch works. It's that, on Twitch. It's on Twitch. It just, you, plug yeah, the, you plug the guy's Twitch. Oh, hey, Twitch. I don't know. But how many extensions is that on YouTube or what? <laughs> I don't know. The buy. Anyway, uh, also, a brand new episode of Class Clown for this week. I am actually uploading it as we speak. And this is about science. All about the sciences for this week okay. on Class Clown. So check that out. All right. Ro, any quick plugs on your end? Yeah, uh, I'm just going to plug Twitch again. My Twitch, because Twitch is something you plug. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Shang underscore daddy. Still playing old games. Uh, also, you should definitely go and read Smart Henry because as San mentioned, we are in a bit of a renaissance. People have been turning in work. I have been covering the news a lot. Uh, there is so much news to go around. If you need something that is Filipino made, if you need something to read, I mean, that is Filipino made, just go and watch that. There are a lot of views and opinions being shared. Stan is coming out with a new column. Uh, which you will probably be able to see by the time you listen to this. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> hopefully, uh, I'm I'm not sure if I can follow through on my intended release date. Pero sana, sana yeah, it will yeah. be out by the okay. time this episode is out. Uh, also, please check out our exclusive Lazada link. That affiliate link is still up, and every yes. purchase that you make after you click our link and go directly to the Lazada app or the Lazada website, uh, a part of that commission goes to us. As long as you check out the product and it gets delivered to your doorstep. Uh, bagayon. So it's tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x lazada. Again, yes. tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x lazada. I'm not getting any PMs from babyface producer Nikai, so that probably means I'm getting yeah. it right. Tama, tama, tama. 
Okay, like, you know, it's also going to end up in the description. Yeah, All right. It will be. Yeah, she just said Tama. So good. I'm glad I did not fuck it up. So tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x Lazada. Uh, click that. Go to the app or the site. Get your shopping done. Then make sure you check it out. And then a part of that goes uh, towards keeping this podcast up and running. And of course, check out On Deck. Noel Zarate, veteran sportscaster, is joining me on this week's episode, also representing PBA Radio. So, nami nami pag-usapan na sports related for this week's episode. Uh, on that note, time for us to put this one in the books. On behalf of Ro Moran, Chino Liao, and the Indisposed Raph Camus, my name is Stan C. Thank you, Falaba. Thank you, Babyface producer Nikai. Thank you for downloading this episode, streaming it, subscribing to the podcast. And keeping us wherever you are, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.